the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The biggest pop culture movement since the Beatles, $22.5 billion at the box office, and we found the one guy who doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. With two fellow MCU nerds to help guide his hand along the way, one thing is for certain, we're with him until the end of the line. Welcome to Colin Brain versus the MCU. On your left. Hello and welcome everybody to part two of our yes. Infinity War episode. Yes. <laughs> wow. We're not doing, we're not bringing that back <laughs> again. I don't, I'm sorry. No. Um, wow. We're still here, yeah. mate. To you guys, it's been a little bit, but we've just literally just gone for <laughs> maybe minutes. a wee and then we, we're carrying on. But please make sure that you have actually downloaded and listened to part one before you jump into this one. There's no big introduction to this bad boy. We are literally just going to jump straight in from where we left up, left up, left off in our recap <laughs> to Infinity War. In Edinburgh, Midnight and Glaive ambush wonder maximoff and vision to retrieve the mind Oi. stone oh no cut it out listeners you in may notice that that was a lot quieter than his first cut it out because he woke up his child in the first one <laughs> <laughs> and then got told off <laughs> so in an extended sequence proxima midnight and corvus glaive hunted the mind stone in edinburgh they they added a bit more of a slowed down and tense hunt where they're sort of hiding in the castle and trying to, you know, heal Vision up. Mm -hmm. And they're sort of, it was more of a sort of built up and tense, slow sequence. Um, but obviously for time and pacing, it was cut down to a more Crash Bang Wallop yeah, affair. It's very much a Crash Bang Wallop affair, for sure. You also might know it in the first time when Rob shouted, cut it out. You may have heard an echo in the part, in the, in, uh, the background as well. That was also his wife saying the exact same thing to him as well. Uh, so, uh, well, I don't, you keep interrupting me. I have no idea what I said. I, I text Colin earlier in the week and said I've got a new segment that is going to drive George absolutely potty. And, it, it, and I think I said, I out. can't wait. I mean, it worked because it <laughs> terrified me. All of these have got deleted scenes, so. Great. Well, I'm going to start again because I have no idea where I got stopped. In Edinburgh, Midnight in Glaive, Ambush, Wonder Maximoff and Division to retrieve the Mind Stone in Vision's forehead. Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, and Sam Wilson rescue them. And they take shelter with James Rhodes and Banner at the Avengers compound. Vision asks Maximoff to destroy him and the Mind Stone in order to keep Thanos from retrieving it. But Maximoff refuses. Rogers suggests they travel to Wakanda, which he believes has the resources to remove the stone without killing Vision. Now, Colin, at this point in my notes, my next question for you was, do you still find uh, Vision insufferable or did he start to um, redeem himself before being horrifically murdered by Thanos? I think you've somewhat mm. answered that. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, there's clearly something visual about the guy that just doesn't yeah. really vibe with me too well. Um, I, I, re I did like the storyline that, that you know of him and the fact that it opened up the possibility of them going to Wakanda mm -hmm. and stuff. So I, I enjoyed that whole ride yeah. and I liked the fact that, you know, they were trying to figure out ways of getting this stone out of his head and still keeping him in some sort yeah. of state that him and Wanda could carry on doing whatever the hell they've been up to. But he's definitely not my favourite and he's definitely on, on, he's still, well, he's done now. Well, but, um, yeah. He was still, <laughs> he was still bottom of the pretty, pretty, uh, pretty 
down there in okay. the in the tables of so at this point did you still buy the relationship between himself and wonder were you somewhat invested or did you just just go with a flow wasn't invested but it was it was believable mm-hmm. which i didn't find it to be that believable in the past because yeah. Was it only hinted at in the past, or was it actually? So uh, I do remember in Civil War or in one of the other they Avengers first, or they something. They meet for the was... first time in Age of Ultron, and then I don't think the only really interaction they have is he saves her and he, he flies with her um, in his arms. Yeah. Okay. And in I remember that, there's, there's yeah. quite a few scenes between them in Civil War when she's sort of stuck in the Avengers compound. I say stuck, maybe That's even it. imprisoned. Um, there's they, yeah. you, they they obviously have a connection there. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really into it at that mm-hmm. point, but. I, dude, honestly, it was just seeing him as a human. Yeah. There was something about seeing them two together in Scotland. I was like, oh, okay, it makes more sense mm-hmm. now. Um, cool. I think it was just that yeah, uh, distraction of his suit and head and <laughs> voice. Rob, <laughs> it's been hinted at, like we said in previous films, especially in, obviously, uh, Civil War, that they ha- they do have this connection here. Does the relationship work in Infinity War? Did you buy it? Yeah, I think it was believable. I don't think it, they had time to really delve into it too deep, but I think that brief moment did just that. I mean, they sort of spoke about how it was stolen moments, mm-hmm. you know, from here here and there. They sort of try to have these little, you know, bits of time together, and just at the moment he decides he wants to just be with her and not go back anywhere. Yeah, you know, the, the plot finds mm-hmm. them, and I thought that was uh, all you needed, really. And I think it was enough there to sort of show that, the the sacrifice down the line was going to be you know a big thing for Wanda, yep. and also theoretical thing if we don't trade lives mm-hmm. because Thanos does trade lives. He throws loads mm-hmm. of alien things at a, at a shield. He throws his daughter off, and he wins. And if they had traded lives and they got rid of Vision as soon it. as they fought it, it could have been very different. Yeah, and I think that that's a very interesting thing that that relationship puts into the film and also introduces us to uh, Scotland deep frying kebabs. Yes. Colin, did you notice that? We I will did, deep yeah, fry yeah. your kebab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to really drive home that we're in Scotland. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so in Edinburgh, um, both Wanda and Vision are saved, like I said, by our on-the-run Avengers. That team, like I said... Ka-ching, 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 Marvel money Oh, it's shot. a money shot, all right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a... There's a there's a, a new added jingle that I've made for for this occasion because well, this is a momentous milestone. I'm calling this one Infinity War. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Brilliant. Because oh, when he steps out of those shadows, yeah. grabs oh, that spear. Gets the Avengers theme for the first time. George is like, I wish he'd grabbed my spear out of the shadows. I think George might have clutched at his own spear when that happened for a couple of seconds. He actually yelled out, yes, it's my boy. I may have have yelled when Captain America appeared on screen. That was, yeah. That's my boy. (laughs) Oh, God. A couple of moments in that film where I literally had George in my left ear shout out, that's my boy! At, like, <laughs> top of his lungs. Every time he'd pop on the screen. Oh, my uh, goodness. I think even um, when they arrived in Wakanda and uh, Bucky and Cap shared a hug, I think it was, that's my boys. Um. Yeah, 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 it got a bit... It was getting a bit weird towards the end. Yes. Uh, so, yes, as I said, that little team con- uh, consists of um, Natasha Romanoff, Steve Rogers, and Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Colin, I can't 
remember th- quite the film, but I, um, I do remember you saying that you found Chris Evans and... It was Civil War. Uh, you found him boring? Um, well, um, I think yeah, you said boring. Maybe. Does that character Probably. maybe redeem himself in Infinity War or do you still find Captain America a little uh, so-and-so? There's something about him that just sort of... Uh, I think the only way I could put it is if you're in like high school and you have you're in class and you're having a bit of a laugh with your buddies and stuff and then the head teacher walks in and you're like oh this fucking guy's back <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like every time he comes on screen it's like everyone else seems to be a lot more like a lot more fun mm-hmm. and there's like jokes and laughs and they're like interesting people and then he walks in and it's just from the way it comes across to me is it's just like this very like straight like there's not much there and I think with Civil War, I think it was probably when I was mentioned the most, just because that was a Captain America was, film, and yes. he felt like one of the least like <clears throat> fleshed out characters in the entire film, and it didn't really feel like it was. It felt like he was phoning it in a bit. I think I said yeah. like there was like on screen, his on screen presence was a bit lackluster, mm. and I don't really know if I feel any different about him. And again, like I just, it's probably because he just didn't feel like that much of a main character. Yeah. Those guys in general, I felt like were prop like the the sort of on the run Avengers yeah. or whatever you'd want to call them. I feel like they were just sort of there a lot of the time in the other group of people mm-hmm. in the bigger fights towards the end. They were there and they were doing their things. They had their few times. They had a couple of Marvel money shots for guys like George <laughs> and stuff. And um, but yeah, man, like I got to be honest, that that crowd, I could have quite happily just sort of delete erase from the yeah. film, and I don't know if I would have liked it more or yeah, less yeah. well some of them do yeah they, they do <laughs> get <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so let's uh more on that then i guess we uh rob just this film you know does does it give that that bunch enough to do in the film because it is you know we we've already established it's a very tough film to balance oh yeah uh, is there any character that you would have liked to have maybe done a bit more or seen a bit more of um i would have just liked a bit more of natasha and Bruce, but I don't think there was time. It was in one of the drafts, plot wise. for sure. Yeah, I oh, just yeah. wanted there to be a bit more of a moment between the two of them, even if it was in Wakanda, like they're they're standing in that line, or yeah. I don't know, just something of a moment. Even if it was him just saying, "I'm sorry," yeah. or "I'm sorry he left." Yeah. I mean, that could be interesting. And she said, "Like you left too," or something. Man, I should write. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is me picking nitpicky holes because they have they it, they do have a moment, and I understand the film has got so much to do that it can't slow down for everyone's individual mm-hmm. wants from characters. Mm-hmm. Same with with uh, Steve Rogers; he's he's not really in it. He, yeah, that team are there to serve as numbers for that final mm-hmm. fight, basically. Yeah, yeah, they're the sort of military base and to ones. Deliver got, the final line. Yeah, so you've oh, got. <laughs> Yeah, Black Black Widow, Sam Wilson, and um, Cap are all military trained in terms of they're very much just soldiers. So they're the kind of people you want strategically in a big fight, like in Wakanda. So they serve that plot purpose. But in terms of sort of having emotional links to the things going on, Mm. we don't get that until the the dusting moments and those final moments. I think that might be a good reason as to why I don't particularly have much of a connection to them because they are that sort of... 
you know, very strict, stringent military kind of guys, whereas you're in the other groups and they feel a lot more... It's on the car foremost, isn't lot... it? And looser. Yeah, and also people that, you know, like I'd want to hang around mm-hmm. with or, or, you know what I mean? I feel like I'd have a good conversation with fucking Rocket. Yeah. I'd have a laugh with <laughs> that dude. Sit me a room with Captain America and I'd just be like, oh, fucking hell. I'd be looking at the clock every 10 seconds. So you found yourself in detention again. Exactly. (laughs) So you've got a big beard. (laughs) I bought. I noticed you uh, copied my facial hair. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, like I said, yeah, it's a very, very difficult film to balance. I I think, for the most part, though, they do get it right. Even if characters, you know, if they aren't in the film a lot, I think at least some characters do get one or two big moments as well. Um, Mm. I would have maybe liked, I think I'm with Rob here, maybe a bit more Natasha Romanoff in this. Um, She doesn't have too much to do because by now we really know how good Scarlett Johansson is. So maybe a little bit more in there. Yeah, no, she doesn't get a lot. No, not not tons. Um, She was pregnant during the filming of this though. Oh, interesting. And like I said, there was another draft of the script where there was a little bit more of a Natasha and Bruce Banner sort of subplot, but um, they felt that Mm. maybe... A, it didn't help the pacing too much, and B, what they did right was maybe treading on familiar ground from previous films. So they needed to okay. keep that movie going, and you know, keep it as Thanos's movie. So Nebula escapes captivity and asks the remaining Guardians to meet her on Thanos's destroyed homeworld, Titan. Stark and Parker kill Moore and rescue Strange, and the trio crash land on Titan, where they meet Quill, Drax, and Mantis. Strange uses the Time Stone to view the millions of possible futures, seeing only one in which the Guardians win. The group formulates a plan to subdue Thanos and remove the Infinity Gauntlet, which he uses to safely house the stones. Colin, at this point in the film, did you ever think it was a possibility that Thanos was going to win and our Avengers were going to lose? Or did you, you know, have faith in that Marvel mm. formula that um, we would uh, all live and win uh, and end happily ever after? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I, I thought he was going to continue to carry on getting mm. them at least until the very last one or he was going to get the very last one and then they'd, potentially be some you know last second of the ticking down time (laughs) clock that we've seen numerous times already in in many films um so i mean yeah throughout most of it i was expecting him to keep you know keep grabbing them um but also like testament to the film i was just enjoying watching it i wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking too far ahead Mm -hmm. and i was enjoying like rob mentioned earlier how with each stone, there was a new sort of visual element and new like action yeah. sequence that would be based around that. And so, I mean, I always harp on about creativity and in, in action mm-hmm. scenes and stuff. And I think the, these were like fantastic examples. And the fact that it was like multiple in one film, yeah. like that was a that was a good like some of the visuals, man. Like the one when he turns Drax into like little cubes of himself, <laughs> and you know, the, the, I think it was maybe. Um, Nebula or something's turning into like a sort of string. That was Mantis, yeah. Mantis, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those bits were like they really stuck with the, me. I was skipping um, forward ahead a little bit. The fight scene between Thanos and Doctor Strange, I think, is incredible. Mm, that that yeah. one visual Im- image of 
Doctor Strange turning into a hundred Doctor Stranges and then all using like these these chains, yeah. these like lit, whips or, or the crimson bands of Sitarak. No, did you actually? Ooh. Oh my god! Um, oh, it looks, yeah. it oh, looks absolutely incredible. And there's a moment where they 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 throw like weird walls of glass at each other and it, it all goes he throws the mirror he tries to put him in the, the mirror, mirror dimension and he smashes yeah. it it's just absolutely mm. incredible yeah. i'm sure we'll get to there as well there was also also there was a part of me that was kind of hoping thanos would get all the stones as well watching this well of bit. course yeah um <laughs> <laughs> you were always going to of hope course. That. <laughs> rob can, <laughs> just to mix it up a bit course. you know um rob can yeah. you remember watching this in the cinema and you know at any point did you realize that or think they're going to end this on a downer because you know by this point even after strange's announcement that they only win once out of millions of scenarios did you think they were going to win I th- I think the film does such a good job of having that parallel, like I said earlier about that in the first part, that first parallel of um, a Thor going alongside it. Like he's doing all the heroes' beats at the same time that you know parallel to Thanos as a you know quote unquote hero doing the mm-hmm. same thing. Um, so yeah, him getting that weapon and he comes to Wakanda. He's there. Everyone tries to beat him. No one can beat him. But then Thor comes in. And is, you're he- so true because the whole film. We yeah. keep going back to Thor. We go back to Thor. Mm. So you know, oh, just wait. Every time Thanos takes a step forward, Thor takes yeah. a step forward. And it's it's sort of going along at the same time. You kind of don't realise that it's a sort of less of an Avengers film and more of a Thor film, really, like in terms of who's mm-hmm. leading the their attack. Yeah, so I, I, I remember in the cinema being really like, oh, shit, they went mm-hmm. there. When it happened, I wasn't expect. I've never read the comic either, so I kind of wanted to go in mm-hmm. as when there's a big. I know that they're, they're basing one on a big comic arc. Unless I've read it before, I'm not going to yeah, read yeah, it yeah. before I go mm-hmm. see the film because I just kind of want to go in and let it uh, wash mm-hmm. over me. There's just so many good sequences though yeah. in that um, that build up. I also think that that line that Doctor Strange said about the. I've seen four, oh, however it's, yeah, many. It's something like twenty-eight million, or something like 14 that. Fourteen million. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've, but there's one that we oh. win, or something. It's, it's Stark that, it? says, "How many did we win?" And it just that little pause. Yeah. One. <laughs> I th- I think there's something there, though. I think that's a next time, baby. Oh, really? I, I have a theory that I'll. Well, I mean, obviously, you guys know. So, um, hmm. but yeah. So I, you think out something. Of- all of the 28 million he saw, we're in that one. No, I think with all of these different stones and the ability to be able to travel between, you know, like different universes Mm -hmm. and change Mm -hmm. time and reverse stuff. Because also when, again, we're jumping around a bit, I apologise, but when Strange actually gives the stones to Mm -hmm. Thanos, right, when... That's actually, I thought I thought Iron Man was done then because I obviously I know that he dies yes. at one point. So seeing him, I feel like he gave that away a little easy, and I think he knows something. I think there's going to be, I think Strange is going to be able to maybe mm. do some because obviously there's so many more films after this, right? And I know we're jumping quite towards the end of the film here, but I don't buy a lot of the dissolved dudes at the end. Oh, let's let's I, I don't. get let's yeah, get we'll save there. it. Yeah, but you are you are right. I do love that moment where Strange gives away the stone, and it's an interesting line when Stark looks at him and says, "What did you do?" 
And he says, we're in the mm. end game now, which is obviously a word that means something in the MCU. Yeah. I was certain, at, you know, watching this film in the cinema, that this was all going to be wrapped up by the end and um, we were all going to live happily ever after. And we will get to that moment shortly when Thanos beats our heroes on Titan. But I distinctly remember that moment when he suddenly arrives at, you know, Wakanda and he's walking towards Vision and the, just the music's playing and he's destroying everyone that's coming towards him. And then suddenly thinking, he's going to do it. And all I could think was, what the mm -hmm. hell does this mean for the MCU going forward? And we mm. will get to the snap shortly. Thanos appears in Titan and justifies his plans as necessary to guarantee the survival of a universe threatened by overpopulation. Nebula arrives soon after and helps the others subdue Thanos, but then deduces that Thanos has killed Gamora. Enraged, Quill attacks Thanos, inadvertently allowing him to break the group's hold and overpower them. Thanos grievously wounds Stark... But Strange offers the Time Stone in exchange for for sparing Stark's life. So, Colin, in our little pre-Infinity War chat episode, whatever you want to call it, we obviously had some yeah. listener questions. We received one question that was for Colin and a post-Infinity War question. Oh, right. I think you mentioned, actually. Yeah, yeah. this one comes from Dawn. And she asks, okay. Colin... Who is the most responsible for allowing the snap to happen? Is it Star-Lord for losing his call just before they got... Uh, they had Thanos yeah. in the palm of their hand, unconscious, did, and yeah. as Stark says, you know, they were, that, that glove was slipping off of his wrist. Was it Doctor Strange mm. for giving away the Time Stone to save Tony's life? Anyone else? Is it Thor's fault for not going for the head? He went for the body just mm. so he could give that little, I told you I was going to, you know, do this, blah, blah, blah. Who's at fault? Is it Cap for uh, not, you know, encouraging Vision to be... Yes. If they had said, let's destroy Vision, that off. could have been done from the get-go. I mean, that would... That's a tough question. Is it all of them? Are they all to blame? It's a lot of ifs and buts, isn't it? It's, uh, I mean, one thing I would say is uh, Star-Lord's decision to do what mm. he did, like, you can't, can't hold that against mm. him. It was mm. clearly an emotional reaction. I don't think it even is a decision. It was no, just exactly, emotional yeah. in instinct. Yeah. Um, but I think at that point, we see that Thor actually can... Uh, sorry, Thanos can end up in a position where, you, like you said, he was very close to having mm -hmm. that gauntlet taken off his his hand. I don't, I don't, I I don't know if I'd want to put the blame on anyone because, it, it, like you said, like it is very much like if you if you take you, I, I could see why people might say Star Lord mm -hmm. because they had him so close to being, you know, it literally if he hadn't have done that, they would have yeah. whipped the, the hand off and who knows where the thing... But then you could say, you know, Thor had thrown at his head. Mm -hmm. It's really not an easy... It's a great question, question. But I think it's probably more of like a a deeper look into the... Mm. Yeah, the sort of philosophical boundaries of each character yeah. and the decisions that they've all made individually. And mm. I think there's every chance, because they're on Titan as well. There's, it's a planet with low gravity, which they establish. Mm. There's... Every 
chance. They could have got that gauntlet off him. And you see what Thanos did to Hulk without yeah, using yeah. the gauntlet. He could have still fucking got that shit back. Yeah. I mean, but then what? what? What happens when they've got the gauntlet? Yeah, what do you do with it once you've taken so it So there's every, every, you know... And also... It could like, have gone wrong either way. He's just found out that, you know, Gamora's yeah. dead. And mm. of course you're going to react He like mourns. That. Oh, that bit is so... Like, Mantis, like, is reading all of his emotions. It's so good. Um, which reminds me, Oi! Cut it out. <laughs> In a deleted scene, Thanos and Gamora have a flashback within his throne room. It shows her what appears to be a flashback. She's uh, dressed very differently. It's like from back when she was more going from planet to planet, working mm. for him. Um, and then you realise that he's simply using the rea- reality stone to show present-day Gamora her own past and say, look, you used to work with me and you used to be by my side. Why don't you do this anymore kind of thing? I thought that was very interesting. Although the throne room scene is very good in itself. Mm. A very interesting addition. Very interesting. In Wakanda, Rogers reunites with Bucky Barnes, my boys, before Thanos' army invades. The Avengers, along with T'Challa and Wakandan forces, mount a defense whilst Shuri works to extract the Mind Stone from Vision. Unable to summon the Hulk after losing his fight with Thanos, Banner fights in Stark's Hulk Buster armor. Rob, I know that you're a massive Hulk fan. Mm-hmm. Are you sad that Hulk is only in the first scene of Infinity War? This is very difficult for me to talk about without giving anything away from stuff that Colin hasn't seen. Um, I I like what they do with him in Infinity War. I think it's interesting to explore the issues that they have and that there is clearly an imbalance with who gets control of the host body. Um, And the idea of Banner only using Hulk when it suits Mm. him, I think he's very interesting. Like, why should it be that way? And not that Banner only gets to come out when Hulk needs him. Yeah, interesting stuff. I like his performance where there's just loads of little moments. Like when he's in the park at the beginning and he's trying to turn into Hulk and Hulk yells Mm -hmm. no at him. And the spasm Mm -hmm. that Ruffalo does when he's sort of like coming back from half turning into the Hulk. Really good stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. (laughs) I like what they do. I like the direction they take in Infinity War for this. Colin, you're also a fan of the Hulk and Bruce Banner. So how did this new dynamic sort Mm. of work for you? You know, the the fact that Hulk doesn't want any part of the battles in this movie after receiving that quite monumentous arse whooping from Thanos at the beginning of the film. Mm. Yeah, I think, again, like, like we keep saying, it's hard to give all of these characters the time that they really Mm. deserve in this film. A little bit gutted that he didn't get more to -hmm. do. Banner and and obviously Hulk would have been nice to have seen him have a little bit more. Um, And I don't know, like, I feel like I'm slowly starting to kind of drift away from my love for Banner and Mm. the Hulk. Um, I don't know why. It feels like they've kind of moved on from the real, like, deep, darker, sort of emotional, sort of anxiety, uh, depressed... Mm -hmm. And I think Ruffalo just played that so well. And I feel, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff in this film that he was in is is, is quite forgettable mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I think that's a bit of a shame, yeah. really. I like his moment with Shuri when she's like, why didn't you do this with the Mind Stone? And he's like, because 
we didn't yeah. think of it. <laughs> they, I think they, they clearly establish in the MCU that Shuri is maybe the most intelligent person on the planet, maybe alongside Stark. Like she's a genius. Yeah. I also just think are they are they purposely not doing a lot with Bruce and the Hulk in these films because they can't do standalone Hulk films? Is there is that am I chatting shit there or is there a theory there or um, I mean obviously I stuff happens so I, you guys probably I can't think answer maybe that. Maybe but... in the films he's in, this is the only one where he doesn't get loads to do and. I think it's fair because of the amount the film wants to do. I think even if you look in Ragnarok, I think he, I think he's a major driving force of that movie. And one of the highlights in age True. of Ultron, I think he still gets quite a bit to do. Obviously he skips out civil yeah. war. Um, but then in, in the first Avengers movie, of course, I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. He got a lot in that. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think he was better suited, not on the battlefield, but with Shuri. Mm. Working with Shuri, seeing that and scientist Banner. side of Bruce Banner instead of putting him in 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 Hulkbuster, you mean? And you could have still gone into the you know, yeah. It could have been when they broke in that, that I, I I do this a lot on this podcast. I know it's like the sort of like Captain Hindsight <laughs> of uh, oh, you could have done this, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just kind of think that would have been really interesting if if Shuri had her own sort of equivalent of the Hulkbuster that she Ooh. could have given him. Yeah when they broke into the lab vibranium or Hulk his own Buster. like your know, mm. vibranium suit to protect mm. him well they have to go out there and do all yeah. this stuff you could have still had all the same beats but um yeah no I, I kind of agree i think he's definitely underused in this this film but um i kind of like what what little glimpses we get of him and and, and hulk sort of tussling mm. with their psychology i like mm. But there's no room for it, really, to really sort of delve in deep. Uh, Colin, I hate to be a little dark here, but were you surprised to see Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa return in this movie? I don't know whether, like... I don't know whether in your brain, like, where the timeline is at and stuff. Like, did did you think he'd passed away at this point? Like... I wasn't 100% sure, and obviously I do remember at the end of Black Panther it comes up saying Black Panther will appear in yeah. Avengers, but obviously then... then, then no one um, knew what was going on, yeah. He passed away. Um, but there, there was a part of me that thought he might mm-hmm. pop up. So so when he came out, it wasn't like a massive, massive surprise. I was very happy yeah. to see it, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine this is that is the last time we see him yeah. as a... As the Black mm-hmm. Panther, right? So that he's not in any others because I don't know what happens mm-hmm. after this. And obviously, the timelines for me—I mean, dates and years of this—is is all over the place yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember you asking me. You were like, "So when was this shot?" And I, I said, "2018." And you were like, "Fuck!" Like that's four. I—I hmm. I thought I was catching up. I know, yeah. Um, but there was a point where we had an entire year without any MCU content. So. An entire yeah. year. We had a pandemic, yeah. didn't we? So a lot, a lot got paused. Cinemas closed. Um, yeah, there was okay. a point where we had a year without nothing, and it was horrendous. They didn't have anything in the pipeline that was just in the editing stage and the post. Well, then I guess you can't release it. Can you? No, no one could go to the cinema. cinema. Yeah. And then, you know, there was a whole time so where all sets and shooting shot down as well. Just, stopped, yeah, stopped. Yeah. So, yeah. So does that mean that since since things open back up again? Have they been chucking out 
stuff a lot more frequently than they probably Towards would have planned. Towards the, the, if there the wasn't second half of the pandemic, you know, a lot of Hollywood realised that maybe they could start shooting stuff again under very strict controls and, you know, everyone masked up daily tests for, you know... Um, Did they ever release any straight to streaming or have they only done cinema? Just all cinema. They've all... They, so they waited until cinemas were yeah. back open and um, stuff. I think that was a Kevin Feige thing. He refused to put anything straight to streaming. These films are designed for the cinema. Um, but, you know, around that time as well, we started getting a lot of the MCU TV show. You know, once Phase 4 hits, we're very, we're coming so close to Phase 4. Phase 4 opens with a TV show. Um, actually, maybe two or three in a row before a film. Yeah. Two. Jeez. Okay. Um, so we're at film 19, yeah. is it now? Mm-hmm. At this specific oh, point in time, let's pretend let's pretend we're twenty four hours ahead and Wakanda yeah. Forever's been released. What number's that then? Take out the T V shows. Would you be able to work that out? Or is that a bit of a Rub we can work that out, uh, out in man. our head and maybe do a little bit in the edit? Thirty. Thirty. And we're on nineteen. Black Black Panther's the thirtieth. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? So I'm and, like, and, two and Colin, of the way we have the had films. an amount of T V shows as well. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that wasn't counting the TV nice. shows. <laughs> he really oh, thought he was close to catching up. Let's continue the recap. Well, also with a film like this, you know, this is a big, big, oh, like monumental m- film. Remember, the, the, the phase so, ends soon and we, a whole new... We, I can't believe this doesn't end the no, phase. this does not end the phase. Mm. And at fa- once okay. phase three ends, that is the end of the Infinity Saga... And then it's almost okay. a hard reset. We start again. So is that okay? I don't think this is giving away too much. So it, does does Endgame end this saga? No, no. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> Fuck it, carry Thor, on. Thor, Rocket, and Groot <laughs> arrive to reinforce the Avengers, and together they kill Midnight, Obsidian, and Glaive. Although Thanos's army is rooted. Shuri is unable to complete the extraction before Thanos himself arrives on the field. Vision convinces Wanda Maximoff to destroy him and the Mind Stone, but then Thanos uses the Time Stone to reverse her actions and rips the Time Stone from Vision's forehead. Thor severely wounds Thanos with Stormbreaker, but then Thanos activates the completed gauntlet by snapping his fingers and then teleporting away. So, final battle time. Colin, Mm. as much as I've been excited to show you Infinity War for months now, I've also been a little apprehensive as well, because I know you've mentioned in the past that final battle scenes that contain, in your words, hordes, have tend to put you off in the past. Yeah. Did they? Did the Russo brothers manage to make you look past that in the battle for Wakanda, or was it another case of here we go again? No, I, I, it wasn't my favourite part of the film, but I didn't have that sort of same issue. I, I liked the, I liked visually. I thought it was mm. cool. I liked the way, like the tactics behind each letting you know, them the, through the, guys the field co- is is yeah great, letting yeah. them through and. Um, this is all going on while they're trying to extract yep. the the stone, right? Yeah, and, and that it's was going cool as on well, the same that... time they're fighting Thanos in Titan, and yeah. Thor's trying it's to get the hammer. Like yeah, four, yeah, yeah. four yeah, trying to get the axe. all happening at once. Yeah, so no, I, I don't, I don't think I had. I just think because the film was so much more 
I think I was just a lot more invested. And I think by this point in a lot of the other films, I'm already kind of mm-hmm. checked out. So by this action scene, I'm just a bit like, okay, here yeah. it comes. And then it's just sort of, you know, sit yeah. through it and hope, hope the credits aren't too long and you can crack on. Um, but with this one, I was a bit more invested in the entire film and and having that that sort of in the back of my head the whole time, like Thanos is mm-hmm. on his way and, you know, he, he, he only needs a couple more. Or at that point, he probably only needs that one, doesn't he? I can't remember. Yeah. And also, like, one of my favourite moments in the entire film, which is now I'm revealing my new favourite character, is when Thor comes down with the new fucking hammer Colin, thing. if you <laughs> ask <laughs> MCU fans for their favourite moments in the MCU so far, that's is way, that one of them? way up there. It's definitely an oh, Infinity Four moment. And, the, like, um, we've kind of skipped over it a little bit, but that whole... That whole part when he goes over to create mm-hmm. the new what is that called the new axe that he makes the stormbreaker yeah like that whole thing yeah. and it's Groot's mm-hmm. arm is the fucking that's so cool man yeah. and then he looks amazing now mm-hmm. like the new look that he had in in Ragnarok and it's, and it's the, the power the, of that the, it thing man wipes he comes out down. everything on the field mm. and then you stand there the music erupts to see see Thor standing there with rocket on his shoulder I think Groot next to yeah. him and then he just runs towards yeah, the man. camera and screams. Bring me Thanos! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> also, also banners. Ah, you guys are so scared. Yeah, ba- banners yeah, buzzing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's what that's what made that whole horde thing yeah. fun because it's like it was a lot of you know you saw Cap and that lot fighting mm-hmm. a few of them off and then some, but just mm-hmm. him coming down and being like fuck all this, <laughs> just comes down with that and just goes, I'm clearing yeah. this out right now. Like that was a great way. To I love it. Wanda gets a moment like that when she like absolutely obliterates mm-hmm. like loads of the um did she throw um proxima midnight yeah. up into that sort of massive spinning yeah. wheel thing and one of the mm. dora milaje is like why has she been up there <laughs> <It's> <laughs> such a good line yeah and i loved it being oh, on wakanda it. as well being back there was cool yeah. and seeing those guys, even um you know, Baku comes out. back and stuff like that and he gets to be yeah. badass it's it's really really good i've got a audio commentary fact when they filmed that scene, obviously um, Black Panther had been filming sort of simultaneously. Mm. Mm. So Marcus and M- McFeely said that, and, and the Russos rather, they called them all over to, to, to do that whole scene. And then they started doing the war chant because they'd been doing filming Black Panther. They had all this mm. lore built up. So all the all the actors started doing yeah, yeah. the war chant and all doing it in unison. And when um, yeah, he yells Wakanda forever, they were like, we were witnessing something like this is before we. I don't think Black Panther was even out at that point. They were filming it, and they were like, "Holy shit, this is going to be something else." Wow. Yeah, it's Love amazing. Uh, so yeah, Rob, does the does the final battle scene work for you? Do, do the do they make the horde work? Yeah, I think so. I I, I agree with Colin that it's watching them get so. It's almost just like a, a delaying tactic, isn't it, really? It's keeping them busy so they can't stop Thanos yeah. more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, interestingly, why uh, Rocket calls them space dogs is because uh, a test audience member referred to them as such when they were asking questions mm. about the final battle. Said, oh, you know, when they're fighting those space dog mm. things, <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, we're adding that. <laughs> so, no, I love it. There's just so much, there's so many different beats to it that, that are going on. That it's almost like, I don't know where we would start to sort of there's break it down. one beat that is so 
I think it's over in about a second or a second and a half, but it's a beautiful moment for me. It's when they all, they're all forming in line, waiting for the horde to start arriving towards them. Mm. And they all decide, screw it. We're all just going to charge towards them anyway. And as you see all these hundreds of yeah. people running towards the horde, there's just Cap and Black Panther boom, yeah. <laughs> just speeding through them and giving you, just reminding you, these guys are superhuman. And uh, I love that moment. Yeah. I love the stink eye that one of the Dora Milaje gives, um, <laughs> gives Badder as well. He's running in the Hulkbuster and he falls over. And she gives him such a look of, what is the fuck is this prick? Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> so, so good. I love um, Cap holding back the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Thanos is about to hit him and, and he Thanos holds back. gives a really says, interesting yeah. look to Cap as he's holding him. So, so like, and I've, yeah, almost like respect. I've always or, wondered what the look what was. And I think it's partly respect of, you know, we've seen, as we said in the beginning of the film, how easily he demolished the Hulk. Mm. And suddenly there's this mm. human-looking fella in front of him, and he goes to, you know, give him a good whack, and yeah. he grabs his hand and holds it yeah. for a good few seconds. And, yeah, I think it's a little bit of like, who is this guy? Real fun. Uh, I think Colin will find this interesting, because we talked a lot about things that are given away in the trailers. So that shot of Cap holding back the gauntlet was in the trailer, mm. except in that part of the film, he's got all, the, all but one of the stones but in the trailer, he had one stone. They edited oh, so the you're watching it and you're think- Nice. So you're thinking, oh, that's got to be quite early on. Yeah, then. okay, that's cool. And it plays around with what you're expecting mm. to happen. It's really fucking clever. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because you've, you've got the Titan fight going on around about the same time, haven't you? And Stark getting stabbed where is- Colin thought that was finally time. For- I thought that was him gone, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, there's um there's a YouTube channel called New Rock Stars, right? And I was watching one of their videos. They do these breakdowns of all the Marvel films, and they mentioned um, there's a bit in the fight. You know, Tony does all this shit. He's doing all this crazy stuff. He's had a moon thrown at him. He he gets that punch in, and a little drop of blood he, he goes causes on. a tiny scratch on Thanos's cheek. And he says all that for a drop of blood. Now, if you remember back in Iron Man Two, old Mickey Rourke says. If you can make God bleed, people will cease to believe in him. And that's what we get all those years later. He makes God bleed. (laughs) It's real fucking (laughs) cool. I love it. I I love all the stuff. We we haven't really talked about Tony, really. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into it more. But I love all the stuff with him and and Peter. And I was wanting to ask, actually, because I remember you were saying, George, that like, homecoming he felt almost like a bit of a cynical addition to homecoming having Mm -hmm. tony in there but surely with this film if you took tony out of homecoming is the impact then Mm -hmm. not there as much because you haven't got that whole extra film worth of them i mean home homecoming (sighs) is improved by infinity war if because of coming a couple of films after for sure um and yeah i mean i but I think it's almost necessary mm-hmm. to have that, uh, you know, a film's worth of them having that And we're getting onto it next as well. It makes the scene when we lose Peter even more so. The, yeah. fact, that, the fact that as well, he never calls him Tony. Even dying is still Mr. Mr. Stark. Stark. Oh, yeah. I love all the stuff on, on the ship when, you know, they're, they're trying to rescue mm-hmm. Strange and just their, their bond in that, that whole scene and, and Strange thinks he's like he's weird ward mm-hmm. or whatever, does he? <laughs> What's this, your ward? 
And when he knights him as an Avenger and you get the Avengers yeah. theme coming You're in. You're an Avenger now. Yeah. Just so good. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I, I mean, love we could literally, this could go on another four hours if we listed all the incredible <laughs> character beats because the film is full of them. I, I we could we could keep yeah, going completely. Um, I think with with the I've got one more bit it. I need to go over. <laughs> um, so we we talked a bit earlier about Quill and his emotional mm. state, but did you know there was a oi cut it out deleted scene in which Quill is um after having lost Gamora, doesn't know that Gamora's dead yet, but he just knows Gamora's mm. gone. His Thanos has taken her. He's listening to the song New York Groove on, a st- on, on, on the ship, and you think they're flying and they're going somewhere, but it turns out they're still on nowhere, just parked, and he's just sat in the cockpit listening to this song. Mm. And Drax interrupts him and he says he's trying to get his groove back. He needs to get back in the, the game so he can actually yeah. be helpful. And uh, Mantis points out there's like a yellow blinking light on the ship. And um, they realise it's all the distress calls from Nebula that she's been sending trying to get right. through to them, saying that Connect she's that gone to Titan. More, yeah. yeah, and um, he's like yelling at Drax saying, why, why, why wouldn't you answer the distress calls? That's your, that's your job, that's your job, getting angry at him. And he's like, I don't know what, um, you know what it means when it's blinking yellow and he goes, if it's yellow, let it bellow. If it's brown, flush it down. He goes, that's not not the rule for the light. (laughs) It's a really, really good delete scene. Again, I get why they cut it, but it's a a lovely little character Mm. moment that I think, uh, I don't think the film needs it, but it's really interesting to watch if you get the chance. What was one of the cut? How long was this film in the editing bay? It must have ridiculous. Yeah. So, yes, Thanos has snapped his fingers. So half of all life across the universe disintegrates, including, are we ready? Bucky Barnes. Oh, rest in peace. T'Challa, Groot, Wanda, the Falcon, Mantis, Drax, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange and Peter Parker. Stark and Nebula remain stranded on Titan. Whilst Banner, Umbaku, Ukoye, Rhodes, Rocket, Rogers, Romanoff and Thor are left on the Wakandan battlefield. And meanwhile, Thanos watches a sunrise on a remote planet. And yeah, we finish the film with half the universe dead and Thanos accomplishing his mission. Now, Colin, the amount of messages we've got from listeners over the past few months saying they cannot wait for Colin to see the ending of Infinity War. Was their hype justified? Did the ending work for you? I mean, firstly, can we just celebrate how Vision... Right, okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't be you, but it is. It's one of my favourite lines. Seeing the colour drain out of his suit as he hit the ground made me tingle (laughs) in many areas of my body. Um, (laughs) He's dispatched... Much like Gamora, he is dispatched of so... Brutally and cold. Brutal. I love it. I loved it. I love that moment. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the snap. It was an interesting one. I I liked, I really liked the decision for them to end on a Mm. a downer. Um, uh, Maybe because it's just, there's like a weird satisfaction of knowing that might have pissed off a lot of people. Um, Upset a lot of kids. (laughs) But also I just, well, I just think it's, it's just because it, you know, like I've probably said as a a negative for some of these films is that they do sometimes feel a little paint mm. by numbers and 
a lot of the times, not all the time, but a lot of the times they are kind of like sort of you know, a little bow on yep. top at the end and in one of the, the worst encounters, there's like fireworks going off and a kiss. Five star movie. And, you know, we won't, yeah, we won't talk about <laughs> that one too much. So I, I really liked it. I will say though, I think that I don't buy it and, and I'm, I say it because I'm watching it so many yep. years on knowing that there is a lot that's coming and there's a lot that's so I've got a couple of questions for you guys for when you would have seen it and watched it in yes. real time at this point because I, I don't I obviously they talk about like for instance you guys probably know what the next like five films yep. are going to be right at the moment mm. in in this time so when that came out mm-hmm. Did you know what was next? Or were you literally left there like, well, we don't know what the we fuck's knew. coming? Or like, how much did you we know knew. after and then Mar- this? Marvel were very clever about this as well. Mm. We knew what the next two films were past this. Okay. And then we knew that yeah. there was another film coming up directed by the Russo brothers, written by Marcus and McFeely, and Marvel refused to announce that title. See, that's that's cool. I'm... I'm I'm happy for everyone that that happened, uh, that was the case, because I feel like if I was to have seen this, you know, in real time, it would have had a much, much bigger impact on me. But there's a part of me that, because I feel like I've seen two or three things that imply that some of these characters that are quote unquote Mm -hmm. dead or whatever you want to call them from being dissolved. And I just have this, this feeling that because we've gone into now these these realms in the universe where there are specific things that can change time and you know and obviously and I feel like Doctor Strange has got something going on with the way he gave away that stone easily and talked about mm-hmm. Endgame and and we even saw it in this film and I know it was Thanos doing it but reversing time and yep. doing stuff like that and I just don't think they would have killed off Spider-Man that quick man we had Tom Holland for one film I just don't buy the fact well, remember that Kevin dead. Feige in my intro said the reason they did it is to who how what how would it be the most heartbreaking wave to end this movie and let's introduce mm. a lot of characters that I mean let's kill a lot of characters that we just introduced yeah yeah, I, and also I've, I've like take away what I've just said. I think the more we started to see these characters sort of disappear and die, I feel like with each one, it kind of took a little bit away from it. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot watching yeah. it. Because it's just sort of like, oh shit, okay, him and then him. And by the end of it, I'd kind of forgotten who had died and who mm-hmm. hadn't, which was like a. I don't know if that's a negative thing, but it took the sting out of some of them a little yeah. bit. I really liked um, Tom Holland, yes. his performance of that one. That, <laughs> that was really like a powerful moment for him. Um, and I think the reason they get away with that as well is, you know, everyone goes fairly quickly. Suddenly they just look down and like, oh, and they're going. Yeah, but maybe, yeah. maybe it's, you know, that Spidey sense coming into gear. Of exactly. he's yeah, he like sensed that. it's coming before everyone. But doesn't else. he say I'm sorry? He though. says sorry to Stark. Yeah. yeah, because you know he he puts the, the well, he just feels like he's the, the responsibility on himself because yeah. he was part of this final battle. Yeah. Uh. Audio commentary facts. They talk of the script for that sequence. It just says um, I don't feel too good, Mister Stark, and then he goes. Oh. There's mm. no. They just said we want you to play this as if. Oh, your spidey sense and your power gives you the ability to fight this more than mm. anyone else. And then Holland, 
He Did hugs that. him, doesn't he? What is it? I don't want to go. I don't want to he go. He falls into it. He's like, like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. Great moment. And when you look back at Homecoming and you have that moment where Stark's on that rooftop and he says, if something happens to, to you, well, that's yeah. on me. And then you've got a very real mm. moment of something happening that is completely on Tony. It's it's a, a very good moment. And I love... Um, there's a few little real nice character moments in the dustings where <laughs> the only person who is relieved to be going is Wanda. She like breathes a sigh of she, relief as she, she looks turns to dust. almost at peace going. Yeah. She's just killed the what, person what she, she loves. For nothing. Yeah. For nothing. Because Vision dies twice in this film. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah, it's really well done. Um I like that obviously the film doesn't show this bit, but where Groot says, I am Groot to Rocket. Someone asked James Gunn, what was he saying in Groot's language to Rocket? And he said, Dad. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the film, but I can't watch it without thinking yeah, it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Oh, dear. Talking of heartbreaking, I've got to talk about something, guys, and I think this is very important because it's, uh, it's bugged me for the whole of the recording of this uh podcast so when we recorded the guardians of the galaxy i wanted to ask colin a question i wanted to ask colin why is gamora and have him have no idea what i was going on about and i thought oh shit i forgot to do it then guardians of the galaxy volume 2 episode comes over this time i'm gonna ask him colin why is gamora with no explanation and oh i forgot again i was like shit Shit. So when we were sat in the film watching it, I'd forgotten that I was ever going to ask it. And when Drax said, I'll do you one better, why is Gamora? I've just sat there going, oh, for fuck. <laughs> it's literally my biggest podcast regret, besides not making George find the new trivia in Doctor Strange episode. Oh, it's such a... It, it really annoys me, because I would have just loved to have had Colin be like, what the f- what, is, is he all right? What the fuck's going on? Bold. Yeah, yeah. Very bold. Oh, it upsets me so, so much. So, Rob, that final cliffhanger is it incredibly brave filmmaking or is it a cheap cliffhanger you know we'll resolve it later it's it's in i think it's more the the former have you ever seen the, the parts of the caribbean films I, I barely remember them but i think i saw a couple yeah i was so ill once and um i was uh the, the my girlfriend at the time we were like still in sick form she was like, oh, come see it, come see it. I was like, I feel so rough. Oh, no, come on, come on, we're all going, it's going to be fun. So I don't really want to go see it, because um, I feel shit. <laughs> and, um, so we went to see it, and it gets right to the end of the film, and it was like the biggest sort of like, find out what happens in the mm-hmm. next one. And it was like, none of this film was, this. What this, and the film's not, it's like two and a half yeah. hours, and it gets to the end, and it's literally like, to be continued. Right. And I was like, Oh, you get fucked. It was like when the second Matrix film yeah. ended. I was just like, I don't feel... No, no, what? This felt like a very complete... This is... The, we were telling Thanos' story, and you saw Thanos' story. If, yes, if you look at it from Thanos' perspective, it's not... No, 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 he yeah. wins. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why it works, because of that. With Without that Thanos sort of angle, yeah. it just becomes a sort of like, are they going to fix yeah, this yeah. one? But it's got it's got something more to Great it. Point. So, Colin, we're not going to mention what the next film is just yet. We'll get into that in a moment. Oh. But okay. where the hell does the MCU go from here? Because surely this is the biggest moment in the MCU yet for you. You know, 
it's a game changer, mm. right? So, so where do we go? Well, yeah, and th- this is kind of like I feel like I need to just go back a little bit and say I did enjoy the mm-hmm. ending. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the ending. I just think with where I'm sat right now in 2022 mm-hmm. or nearly 2023, knowing that there are these so many more films coming and there's a sort of there's just a there's a cynical slash I don't trust Marvel and Disney to think that they actually would have legitimately killed off all those characters. And I feel like if down the line we suddenly have some film where, oh, Doctor Strange has found a stone or he's found a portal that means we can jump through and find that one specific time where the Avengers did win or we can go back and try and find Spider-Man in one of these worlds and shit. Like, I feel like if that happens, then that just takes away a lot from what this ending Mm -hmm. was, if that makes any sense. It makes sense. If it gives you any... Any sort of comfort, the um, director said that um, when your villain wins, I don't want evil cackling. I want to see the cost. Mm. Mm. Well, that's I what think I that's think. That's a good way. Of yeah, and I think what is quite fascinating is, I'm sure if they do end up bringing guys back, it's not going to happen in the next film. Um, and I think it will be very interesting to see what the universe looks like now with fifty percent. Less. It's a great point, Colin. Um, I don't think this is too spoilery to say, but yes, we do soon get a glimpse yeah. of, you know, what the world looks like now. We yeah. do get to spend quite a bit of time looking at it. And it's, you know, it's not all black and white, you know. Sure, everyone loses someone, but there are, interestingly, some people out there that are like, this was maybe a good thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... You know, there is a big philosophical question in there somewhere of, you know, you wipe off half of the human race on this planet. Will the planet thrive in a mm. much better way than it is going at the moment? Maybe, but obviously we're built with more of an emotional like layer yeah. to us where we don't want to lose people we love and like and whatever. So yeah, there's a and that's a great like question that's bigger than any of these films. Like And it's in a Disney film yeah. that could be debated for yeah, for hours mm-hmm. on end. Um and I'm sure there's probably some scientists out there that have, you know, done done research into what done would happen maths. if maybe yeah. it wouldn't help. And also, there's also a big, massive question of well, what 50% goes and what 50%'s left, because that would obviously change mm-hmm. the direction of what happens next, is uh, depending on who's left. Sure. Um, also, before we start really wrapping this up, um, there's no Ant-Man or Hawkeye in this movie yeah i think i remember saying to you actually it's, like, it's oh, no, briefly Ant-Man. mentioned that they are under house arrest after taking a deal they took a deal yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. so at least they're home with their family i guess so did you miss ant-man and hawkeye or was the film too stuffed I mean, for you to really notice yeah um to say that i missed them would be a lie um not that i'm happy they weren't in it but like we've said many times over the these two mm-hmm. episodes of this film there's you know, there was like, to me, there was four or five characters that were like the standouts in this mm-hmm. and all the rest of them were just kind of there and they did their little bits and yeah. bobs. They popped up. They had their screen time. But like I said Would as well... Would it have changed there's... my life if Ant-Man popped up? No, it wouldn't have done, yeah. but go on. But like I said, everyone, even people who are underserved, get at least two or three yeah. moments in the get script moment, where they get right. a big moment. I think that's very important. Also... Did Ant-Man even live? Is he still alive? Oh, that's a great question. Next time, baby. 
Hmm. I mean, you'd you'd imagine so because you think we would have maybe got like a post credit scene of seeing him dissolve into <laughs> nothing. But yeah. um, I got another question for you, then, Colin. Which is quite a big okay. one, I think. Okay. Are we going to see Thanos again? Because is he even a threat now? He's yeah. accomplished his mission. You know, he's now chilling out, thinking, "Well, I've done what I yeah. needed to do." So, and also. Yeah, and even if he is in it now, he is—he's not a villain he, anymore, is he? Still a villain? He's just I mean, chilling I guess on he's his sort old. Of historically, a villain, but he, there's nothing you can really do to stop him because he's already exactly. done it. Exactly. So he's just going to be chilling, watching the sunset with a smile on his face every morning exactly. and living life. But who knows, man? Um, well, you know, <laughs> I fucking always <laughs> say that on this. Who knows? And you, you two <laughs> bastards, know so, full well what's coming. Is it? too much of a rhetorical question to say do you want to see him again i think i think we it would be interesting to see um to see him just to see whether or not maybe there's like some remorse that eventually comes through okay. maybe through time and also we don't know if what he's done will actually have a good impact on mm-hmm. the planet or at least earth it, maybe it's worked on other planets yep. right from what he was saying but so maybe there might be a time where he looks back and maybe the sunrise isn't quite as nice as it was Ooh. at the end of the film and, and has a little bit of a, maybe I, you know, and then and then if if that love for um, Gamora was a love that maybe we don't understand, but mm-hmm. a love in his mind that maybe he'll start to have some regrets and, wow. and mourn all that sort of stuff. Of we have that moment where he sees her in the stone, whether that's like a fever dream or he goes mm. somewhere spiritual. Mm. And uh, she says, what did it cost? And he said, everything. Yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. So... Yeah. I just wonder if you do see him, though, like, in what scenario, unless it's just, like, a a one-shot of him chilling, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you'd end up getting any of these guys with him again. Yeah. Unless they end up... If he's no longer got a driving force, then what's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless they need some form of information from him to help maybe do something and or i mean who knows man like well you fuckers know i keep saying that <laughs> that is for your t-shirt or something who knows oh, it's going on a t-shirt know. who knows you get you guys do brilliant <laughs> okay i guess here we go ratings colin mm. infinity war out of five yeah it's definitely up there with one of my favorites um but I must admit, going into this film, I was probably like as sort of far away from being from caring about the MCU that I've probably been for a while. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed with this franchise so far, there's like there's like a handful of films that are sort of meh. Then there's one that I really like, yep. and then there's a couple after that where I'm like, oh no, it's back to not being <laughs> that great again. And um, and I feel like going into this one, it was really on the end of like oh fuck me these are getting tougher and tougher to watch and i'm clearly just not that into this <laughs> franchise at all this one definitely did a good job of pulling me back in i will give it that mm-hmm. it's 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 brought on a new level of intrigue um mm. and sort of leaving it on that cliffhanger with you know even with the questions of have they actually all died and yep. and um and what what will that world look like mm-hmm. cinematic world look like now that 50 percent of it's gone like that's intriguing enough for me to at least go into the next two or you know couple going like i'm kind of excited to see where it goes yep. so that's a plus yeah 
definitely had the big the best villain for me um and uh yeah like there's some standout characters but there were also moments in it that i was sort of not that into and there were some characters that i have been cemented as guys that i'm just not fussed about seeing on screen mm-hmm. anymore so i hate to say it, it's not a five star i know you were hoping <laughs> this one was going to be a five and you're not I saying just this just to me colin you are saying this to the world right i know now. i know that's why i'm making a five that's why i'm i'm making this one a little more long-winded <laughs> on my score because i know that i can imagine that people probably expecting me to give this one a five <laughs> but look man like i've said it many many times i'm just not these films just don't do enough for me to warrant a five star. And I've, I've started to think a little bit more about five star ratings. And there's a couple little checklists that I think for a five star for me that need to push it to that edge. And one of them is, would I rewatch it? I think a film has to be, I, I think for me to give a film a five star, it would have to be a film that I'm going to want to watch again. Yep. And for this film, I just don't think I'd ever watch it again. You wouldn't rewatch I just Infinity don't, War. I just, I just don't think I would. Um, yeah. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. <gasps> not a four even, not even a 4.5. No, and I'm sorry. I know, I know. But you have to understand a four star is still a good rating. Uh-huh. It's just not what you guys think of. Yeah. I know you guys are going to, I know George is going to give it a five for sure. 100%. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if Rob gives it a five either. Um, so I'm just going to, this isn't to say that your, rate, your ranking's wrong, but I'm just bringing out what you have given 4.5 avengers and guardians of the galaxy and actually yeah. i think i will give you know we said that we're gonna give um we're allowed to change a score once right yeah i oh, think you pick it now i'm gonna do it now just fuck it throw it all he's out already there. broken our hearts he's gonna yeah, keep exactly. going I've broken everyone's hearts let's, let's pull that fucking stone out of everyone's heads and watch <laughs> the color drain out of their bodies while they hit the ground um i'm gonna knock half a star off the first avengers and make that a four uh, only because I feel like I was very much like, I think I might have been, I swear one of you boys might have slipped some some Disney fucking mm. shit in my coffee that morning or something. Um, and yeah, I feel like I was a little bit overhyped at that point and in hindsight. Mm. And also Guardians for me is by far my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having that half a star poking Guardians out at the top yeah. is kind of makes me feel <laughs> a little bit more satisfied. Um, so yeah, that's my score. Okie dokie. I've updated the list. Thank you, Nice Rob. one, man. Thank you. So I'm not allowed to change any more of my scores now. You've had your that's one. me done. Yep. yep. Unless you ever want to change I've... your Infinity War from four to five. We'll allow that. Oh, so I'm allowed to change it if it goes yep. up, just not if it goes <laughs> down. Is just stop reducing it. rules are, is it? <laughs> oh, if it doesn't shit. break our hearts, you can change yeah, it when yeah, you okay, like. Okay, okay. <laughs> Rob, I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Rob, your rating of Infinity War out of five. Yeah, I, I, this is kind of like a no-brainer for me. I think that there, there are some things that I kind of wish were different as I probably, you know... It, People probably guess there's a few things I wish were sort of handled slightly differently, but that's just a horrible, horrible thing I have when I watch films is I'm constantly thinking, if I was writing this, what would I do differently mm-hmm. and what would I like to see? And that just comes from someone who likes writing in general. Yeah. I've, I, we didn't get a chance to mention this while we, was watching, while we was talking about this, but this film has the one moment in, I think, possibly any Marvel film that I've laughed consistently oh, at. Oh, I remember you laughing at this bit. Oh, for God's oh, sake. For God's sake, me, Mr. <laughs> There's my boy. Everyone's allowed to shout things out when we're watching I it. I think I remember the moment, but I like... Oh, go it was, on. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. I'll give some context now. But So you've got Ebony Moore, who's basically Thanos' 
Butlicker. He's the one who's like, oh, oh hell, mm. let the cock of Thanos. And he, um, he's got strange in those weird little magic needles. He, he's sort of being a right prick. And then Spidey blasts him out into space. And the face he does as he oh, yeah. sort of goes towards camera is the funniest thing. And it harks back to when I was a kid. I think I must have been about nine, maybe ten years old. Me and my old friend Greg, I'll give him a shout out. We um we we stayed up late watching House on the Haunted Hill, like the old black and white one. Nice. And there's this bit where this old woman floats down the hallway and she's doing that exact <laughs> pose. And from that point on, we found it so funny that every single time we was asked to be in nice photos at like family oh, do's no. or whatever, because we you know always like invite your friends or whatever, every time we would do that face. Mm-hmm. So the and I'll, I'll, I'll try and track down all the photos and put it on the on the Instagram for the episode. But there'd be like, fo- my mum took a photo of me on like one of those swinging boats at Chessington, and mm. mid swing, I caught it perfectly. <laughs> this isn't like a digital camera; this is a film camera doing that. <laughs> and the amount of photos we ruined doing it, um, it every time I see it, and I was just not expecting it to be coming out of a death scene of a minor character in a Marvel film. Mm. And it, f- I, I can't not. I, I, it, it made it me laugh, diminish. and I don't even have the background that you have for it. I just I, every time, I, I, like the next scene was going on, people were talking. I'm still wetting <laughs> myself laughing, and it's every time I watch it. Um, it's, it's a five star, not just because of that. But, you know, I think it deserves um, to be up there. Um, there's nothing I don't really like about it. There's things I would do differently, but I think it's a, it's a five star film. The amount of craft and yeah, the technical work and making all these scenes do multiple things and and the parallels that they bring and the, the little things they hark back to that have gone on for all these films beforehand, like the Tony saying it's on him or or like the um, Iron Man 2 quote. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's really, really fucking strong. Um, yeah, I, I think it's up there. It's a five-star film for me. Every single word Rob just said, I'm not going to bang on Even the well. bit about Greg. Even a bit about Greg, my <laughs> old mate from school. Um, it's a five-star Shout movie. Out, all day long, baby. As I said in my introduction to this episode, this is not a film. It's a miracle. Considering this was being written at the same time, about five other films were being made as well. And in the words of Marcus and McFeely, they said they were writing a moving target. This film should not exist or even be that good, considering all the other things that were happening. And it creates an all-timer in Thanos, the villain. I, I could keep going on and on and on. It's five-star. I know that's no big surprise. Do you think it's better than Iron Man 3? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do. Just, and that's a five-star masterpiece. So, uh, trivia time, baby. Oh, shit, yeah. You know too much for your own good. Now, that's what I call using the old head. Who's going first? I can't remember, I'll be honest. This isn't me trying to pull a fast one. I actually can't remember who went first. Should I go? Last. Yeah, go, go on, on then. I've got it up on my screen <laughs> you, ready. I've got it. Mine up. On, why is that a factor? I've got mine on the screen. Oh, I don't really. know. Oh, it's already oh, started. He gets so angry. <laughs> All I have to do is trivia. say trivia time and it sets him off. Oh, I cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, go. Colin, I kind of just wanted to talk about the secrecy behind this film as well because they spent 
a silly amount of money shooting scenes for this film that were never going to make it anywhere near the final cut on purpose you know they shot these scenes to throw off the sense of anyone that might be spying on the set um you know some of these sequences actually some of them make it their way to the infinity war trailer as rob said they did a cheeky little thing with um taking editing out some of the infinity stones one day i know we don't want to ruin your algorithm or anything like that you watch the trailer and there are some big sequences shown in this film including Mm. the hulk in massive battle sequences in wakanda that were just made just for the trailer alone just to completely throw people off um the secrecy was so massive behind this film that the cast were only given pages of the script that they were in Mm. So everyone for this script got around 10 to 20 pages. Uh, They were not allowed to know what happens in other scenes. And only Robert Downey Jr., obviously as Tony Stark, and Chris Evans as Captain America were allowed to see the full scripts. The secrecy behind this film was insane. And I find that very, very interesting. That's your trivia. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, bring it on. Rob's now... What's I that? just thought the, there was going to be a bit more. The sorry. fact that they shot scenes to go in the trailer, and we well, can't know, talk about it earlier. All the well, he didn't mention the cast getting ten to twenty pages it's each. Common practice these days, I think. No, but I mean no, that, that happens up, in <laughs> that happens in TV shows all the time, doesn't it? Doesn't that happen in TV shows all the time? No, I think so. But I've heard, I've heard, I've heard about it. All right, then we'll just fucking give the points to Rob now. Let's wrap this up. Oh my god. Is that, that your trivia? Was, that was the gut punch. <laughs> that was the moment I I wanted no, to close sorry, my laptop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I almost I'm closed sorry. my laptop. It just because it felt not, like nah. it's, not, it's not the reaction you were nah. after at all. Well you even started. I find that kind with... of interesting. <laughs> Literally. I find that really interesting. Awkward pause. Oh that 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 was it. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's just because it's getting late. I almost pressed <laughs> end call on Zoom. Oh. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I just thought there was more. It didn't feel like you were done. Oh, shut sorry. up. Rob, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? You want me to go? Oh, probably please, not. Please. Probably so not. Tony Stark, um, <laughs> at one point in the film, tells Peter Parker to cut it out with the pop culture reference, which... I thought was a bit hypocritical. So I thought, let's do a bit of digging. Let's see all the times that Tony Stark himself pokes fun at other characters by using pop culture references. So in Avengers Assemble, um, Stark calls Loki both Reindeer Games and Rock of Ages. Um, He calls Thor Shakespeare in the Park, and he also calls him Point Break. He calls Hawkeye Legolas. In Captain America Civil War, he called Bucky the Manchurian Candidate. In Spider-Man Homecoming, he called Peter Parker Crockett as a reference to Miami Vice. In this movie, he scorned Ebony Moore, who was the aforementioned Thanos butlicker, by calling him Squidward, which was obviously a character from SpongeBob SquarePants. He called uh, Star-Lord Flash Gordon. What I found interesting, though, is all these are kind of like Western references. So what happens if you show this film somewhere else? So in france so in france tony doesn't call ebony more squidward he calls him voldemort as an insult instead because it's uh, it's 
SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Squidward's French name is Carlo, which obviously is a bit too ordinary for an audience to sort of get what, why he's calling him Carlo and what the joke is, and uh, for the joke to work. So the same applies to Squidward's German name, in which he calls him Thaddeus. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting how they have to change those... Western uh, references for foreign cinema goers. <laughs> Right, shall we shall we really move on? Because I don't want to know who gets the fucking point. Because I'm just. I think that's really interesting. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. <laughs> Are you mocking no, me because George. I said I find it really interesting, <laughs> and now that's all that you two can please, say? Please, just let let me have. Wow, wow. Let me have twenty wow. seconds. Let me have twenty seconds. Wow. Why do you need twenty seconds? Why now? do you need twenty seconds? Because I feel bad. I feel bad. Okay. Look, if 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 Rob hadn't brought up about the stones being taken out in the trailer, it was Rob that brought that up throughout the episode, right? Yeah. If he hadn't brought that up, your trivia would have really hit hard. Yeah. But the fact is, is that Rob kind of already said your trivia and you just said a couple more examples of it. And um, it wasn't that interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob's, Rob's generally was quite interesting. And it seems like he's done quite a bit of research into finding all of these parts of the trivia. So obviously Rob gets the point. And George, you're just going to have to live with it, mate. Was that your trivia? George is just having a nightmare with the trivia. Do you want to know the current score? I love nope. you, George. Colin, you, <laughs> you can't that, give Infinity right? War four out of five and then five I minutes can. later insult four my trivia. Four out of five is a good score. Four out of five is a strong score for a film. You have to understand, I don't watch these films the same way as you guys. I'm not a lifelong fan. I'm, a four out of five, you should be celebrating that. I, I think it's I'm more upset about three. the trivia. It just wasn't that interesting, oh. mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> And the fact that you two motherfuckers for the next five minutes were like, I find it really interesting. I find this Rob's really interesting. Re <laughs> Rob's was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. You didn't. Wow. 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> Rob is surely... Uh, Rob, have you taken the lead now? Yeah. I'm yeah. in the lead currently, yeah. I've ended nice. this episode of the podcast much like Captain oh. America at the end of Infinity War, just sitting there distraught, just saying, oh, God. <laughs> While your trivia lays in dust in front of you. <laughs> oh, Snapped away. And I, I'm currently sat in my living room With a big watching the face. sunset and a grateful universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right. Fuck it. Colin. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I've i spent so much time talking about Infinity War and getting us prepped for this episode. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to forget there is another film after this. And a few films yeah. more before we get to the end of the saga or the phase, a like few. we've said. So okay. we are not done with the Infinity Saga yet. So where the hell are we going next? What film <sighs> is next? Oh, mate, I have no clue. I mean, if they, if you tell me it's Ant-Man, I'm not going to watch it because <laughs> it has to be, it has to carry on with something oh, to do with this. Well, it's a good job you said that, um, because Colin, in our next episode, we are off to see how House Arrest is going for Scott Lang in no, Ant-Man. No, we're not. And the... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't believe he are just Are you fucking kidding? No, the next... Are you kidding no, me? No, I promise you, the next film is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Come on, man. I promise... 
So I mean, we, Colin, I find oh, that really interesting. Okay, fine. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Rob, say bye. bye. End this. End it now. Colin, say bye. Bye. Yeah, bye, oh. fuck. Next time we meet, let it be in peace and friendship. This is as far as you're going to get tonight. Such valuable stuff. All in a nice work. Sweet dreams, little friends. Begrudgingly, I'm still here. <laughs> so, if these episodes, <laughs> if these, you know, I'm going to cut out your fuckers. There, when you say "bye fuckers," is going to be cut like a certain uh, Samuel was, Jackson's oh, uh, fuck was yeah, cut. So, that's going to happen, guys. If these episodes uh, weren't long enough for you, at Russo's, we are tired and we want to go to bed. You just had to throw in a little cheeky post-credit scene, didn't you? So I remember, Colin, you looked at me when the credits were rolling during when we saw this in the cinema and you turned to me and said, how the hell do you do a post-credit scene for that? Mm. Uh, well, your question was answered as we see Nick Fury and Maria Hill getting some yep. intel that something has entered Earth's atmosphere just above Wakanda and then all hell breaks loose as cars start crashing, helicopters start falling through the sky you know, half of the people in this city start mm. running down the street as they start turning into dust, including Maria Hill herself. Now, Nick Fury races to the boot of his car and pulls out a pager. He presses mm -hmm. a button before turning to dust himself. The pager falls to the floor and a strange symbol appears on it. Now, Rob... Shall we tell him what the emblem means or what it stands for? Or no, it's, no? Call, it's calling someone. Yes. Ooh. Okay. He's, yes. Um. And it, it. Um. You know, we've had -Man, is it? many battles and occurrences in <laughs> yeah. the past. Who the hell is he calling now? Because he he must have known that shit has got really. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Exactly. So we will. Next, I guess that's the next time, baby. Um. But what do you know? The weird thing about this post-credit mm -hmm. sequence. If you, I'm not sure if you've seen it, Colin, but the film Incredibles, right? I've seen the it Pixar a long time film, ago, The Incredibles. Yeah. So there's a bit where Frozone, played by Samuel Jackson, is in his apartment and he's yelling at his wife for his super suit. He's like, woman, where is my damn super suit? And outside the window, you see a helicopter crash into the side of the building and explode, and he loses his shit even more. Someone has actually timed that side by side with when the helicopter crashes into that building really? and Sam Jackson's on the street <laughs> with that bit in Incredibles. It's really good. That's really interesting. Oh, right. <laughs> this is... Oh, okay. <laughs> Colin, was, <laughs> was this effective as a post credit scene for you? Yeah, I thought it was cool, but I also think it would have just like been just as effective to have none yeah, yeah, just to yeah, leave yeah. everyone else even more like this is the first time you haven't had a post credit scene for mm -hmm. god knows how many films um but yeah no this one was fine i mean obviously there's intrigue of who was he yeah. paging um and we've seen another two guys or two people turn yeah. to dust and we've got to see you know another area of the planet where obviously this snap is coming into effect yeah, so, yeah. Uh, where does it rank for you Rob? um We'll have to do a ranking run one day where we properly sit down and do an episode putting these in 
tier listings mm. or whatever. It's pretty good. I kind of agree with Colin. It would be nice to have had nothing. But yeah, I think it's different because we knew what was coming mm. up. So for me, it was like, oh, it got me a bit pumped for what's coming so up. So if if you were like more of a fan of, you know, knowing all these symbols and characters and stuff, yeah. would that symbol on the page immediately yeah. mean something to you as a fan of Marvel? Yeah. You'd know. Yeah, okay. Page. All right. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, then that's way better then, but I just obviously don't because I'm not yeah. in, in that world. So um, that makes it a better one, I'd imagine, for the people that and are And I watching. like seeing the real world all in one shot. What? That's the reason why I really love this post-credit scene as well, because we see the snap from a different perspective, because there's something with the snap in Wakanda. Yes, it's horrific, but it's strangely peaceful in a way. You know, it's it's so quiet. It's very quiet, Mm. yeah. And there's there's just the wind in the background and people essentially standing in a field just fading away. But you have to think what's happening in other parts of the world at this time as well. There are literally aircrafts falling out the sky helicopters crashing into buildings it's chaos and it suddenly puts that snap into even more perspective you know whilst thanos Mm. is sitting there like we've said many times smiling looking over this grateful universe it is chaos at the moment and i love Mm. it for that reason so thank you again everyone uh, for listening i know i said it at the end of part one but please share 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 this podcast as much as you can leave a rating or review if you can Stay safe. Stay well. I apologize for calling all you fuckers a minute ago. I'm, I've, I've calmed down now. And stay nerdy. Bye.